0: Welcome to Virtual School Assembly. I'm your host, Tyler Christensen. I'm a productivity speaker, author, and classroom teacher. Here at Virtual School Assembly, I interview Hollywood celebrities, professional athletes, Olympians, speakers, and educators who share messages of inspiration, education, and hope to better prepare you for an ever-changing and uncertain world. Thanks for joining us. Let's get started.
1: Welcome back to Virtual School Assembly. Today, our guest is Mike Provenzano. Mike is an award-winning actor, producer, spokesperson, model, and voiceover uh, artist. As a father of four, he didn't become an actor till the age of 49, but he hasn't looked back. Mike has kept busy during the pandemic, co-founding Quarantine Island, which is a Zoom online episodic, and the From a Distance Film Festival, and we'll get into both of those later on in the episode. But first, Mike, welcome to the show.
2: Uh, thank you very much for having me.
1: Yeah, So we've had a a number of people from Hollywood on the show, and and, uh, even a few people throughout the U.S. who are doing acting in different locations, Um, but we don't have a lot of people who had a working career first and then became an actor, so I'm really interested to dig into that story. Let's start with the before. Um, Tell me a little bit about uh, your upbringing and what you were doing prior to the film industry.
2: Sure. Uh, Well, my upbringing is a little uh, unique, I'll call it, Uh, or maybe it's not unique. But um, when I was uh, nine, I was in a, uh, uh, two of my brothers and I were put in a foster home with about 40 kids. And uh, we lived on a campus, literally, it's about 10 minutes from where I live now. And um, because it was foster care, foster care is way different now than it was then. And we basically had about uh, five houses on 40 acres and, um, there was about 40 kids and there was, you know, you know, basically, um, we were too young because my parents had split up when I, when I was younger and my father, single father just had five kids. He couldn't, he just couldn't do it all. And, um, so we lived there for about four years. And then when I entered high school, we moved back in with my father and, you know, the rest is history. And, um, but right out of high school, I started working, um, I started working for a computer company when I was 19 and uh, never looked back. I started as a truck driver. Then I was planning on going down the path of becoming a computer technician. And uh, long story short, we kind of changed directions and I went into purchasing. Um, So I became a purchasing agent for the company. And then I worked my way up to director of operations when they sold the company. Um, After that, I... um, I partnered with one of the owners, the priest that I worked for, and we started a computer rental company uh, and did that as we did that for a while because just like the computer sales dollars started to go like this. So did the rental dollars. So we got into the audio visual business and then we got into webcasting and uh, I, you know, basically had two primary jobs in my career. Um, so when I was about 48, I had, I kind of needed a change, you know, it was time to do something different. And uh, so I took a little bit of a break and I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. So I ended up working with a friend of mine who is a, uh, construct in the construction field. And I just went there to help him clean up his computer systems because I have a semi tech background. I know what not to touch and what to touch, you know, okay. so I don't break stuff back, you know. Um, so I did that for three months, and then I he basically said, "Hey, do you want to run my production uh, for me?" And I'm sure I'll give it a try. You know, I did that for about nine months, and then it was, I felt like I was going back in that same direction that I was before. Mm-hmm. And uh, so as I was leaving, he had bought a design firm uh, to complement his company, and one of the guys was an acting instructor. And he said, "Mike, you should really check out this school." And I won't use the the exact explicit language that I said, but I said, "Are you blowing smoke up my? You know what?" And he goes, no, 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 for real. So I went to the school, went to an open call with about 50 people. I was the oldest one there, there's no doubt. Um, and then afterwards, the director looked around and said, we're going to invite four of you to the school. And I happened to be one of them. And uh, part of me was, you know, when I was in my 20s, I wanted to do this. But I definitely didn't have the um, the confidence that I have. And I definitely didn't have the life experience that I have. And um, that's kind of how it all started.
1: So did you do any theater or anything like that when you were younger? So this was totally brand new out of of there. Wow. Completely. Yep. Okay. So you went to this school and where did you, when did you start getting actual gigs um, for, for acting, whether that be voiceover work or back um, background work? How did that first come about for you?
2: Yeah, so um, the day I graduated, I signed with an agency in the Philadelphia market, like literally the day of. So the, the mm-hmm. school had kind of contacts with different agencies. and They said, hey, here's a guy that is coming through. And they're like, oh, we love his look, blah, blah, blah. And so I was, you know, they would have picked me up a little sooner if they could have, but they had a right. protocol they had to head follow. Um, and I would say within a month, I had my first modeling job. Okay. Um, and uh, that was an interesting experience. But it was a lot of fun. And then I started the going down the background, you know, Uh work and uh, just to understand what sets are. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. Started auditioning and I was, you know, I walked in with deer in the headlights. I had no idea what I was walking into no idea what to do and all that stuff. Um, and that's, you know, that's, that could be frightening. But, um, for me, you know, I have an operational background besides the, the tech and, um, I got pretty thick skin. I had to deal with um, higher higher ups in pharmaceutical companies and, and that, and we were a very um, white glove customer service type of business. And so I had that in me already. So when I went into audition or when I, when I took a job, I always looked at what, um, what do I see, even though I'm new to this, that might not be right? or might not go well or might there might be an issue with and i i can kind of look at something and go yeah there's there's an issue over there let's address it before it happens cuz that's what i had you know when something went wrong that you know my phone rang right um at, in the corporate world so um i just brought that mentality with me to the industry and um i think the the cool part for me is that um i've been learning all along but I also have experiences that allow me to help others at the same time, and because I have the um, the business background, I've created goals for myself with regards to the acting world, and I treat it like a business. And um, I have a pie in the sky goal of being a principal on the Hallmark Channel, and that's one of my big goals. And it's you know, and everybody that knows me knows that the, knows that the goal line, right. um, you know. So if I only have little goals right here, it's you know, all right. Good to have goals that you want to reach, uh, but there's all you need those stretch goals too.
1: Yeah, so I let's talk about kind of the transition um, because just jumping into the acting world, I mean that's a, a big leap for anyone, let alone a father of four and someone who's gone through all, all your other um, previous experience in the corporate world. So what was that like making that transition? Was it all at once? So I'm all in, or did you kind of dabble in it for a while and until things started moving? How how did that work for you?
2: Well, I went for it. I I went all in. And I, um, you know, I've learned from the past that, um, you know, that that best kept secret, um, you know, everybody has when you start a business and nobody knows who you are, what you do, what your product is, or what your service is. And and you have that, you have to go through, we all go through that. So Mm -hmm. when I got into it, I said, I'm going all in. And I I had the, you know, financial ability to do that for a while. And um, so what I did, I went this way as far as, introducing myself to others Mm -hmm. um i started talking to agents left and right and i i mean i've i've been hired and i've fired (laughs) because you know they just weren't the right fit Um, and so at one point in time i probably had 12 or 13 agents um in different areas and but never never where there was like all of them intersected with each other you know maybe one or two here and there but nothing major you know so i had you know, one in Jersey, one in Philly, a few in New York. You know, and you know, so those, um, so that helped me. You know, it helped me get opportunities. But for me, when I decided to go all in, I went all in. I sat at my computer and I looked for opportunities and looked for opportunities and looked for opportunities. And I wasn't uh, bashful as far as what I was going after, especially being new to the industry. And when you're new. Do you really know your brand? Do you really know what you really want to do? It's kind of like when you're out of high school, what do you want to become? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. your life, you don't know, you know, um, and especially when you don't know what, uh, you know, what you, you don't know your place yet because it's, as since I never acted before, I had no idea what, um, what roles would, would fit me better. Now right. I know myself and I know I'm not a comedian, right? So I, I know inherently that I'm going to go down a dramatic path. Um, and that's kind of what I did. Um, and so, yeah, I literally went all in and and spent hours and hours just looking for opportunities. And if there's one thing I, I could explain to people is when you want to go after something, if you can go all in, go all in, but give it your all, give it give it a hundred percent. You know, I don't, you know, people say give it a hundred ten percent. I said you can only give a hundred percent. Give your hundred <laughs> percent. You know, if you have a hundred ten percent, go for it. <laughs> you know, but if you got a hundred percent. Feel good about the fact that you're given it, given your 100%, and no matter what it is, that
1: well, so in your case, the 100% is a little interesting though, because without a, a theatrical background, I mean, you did go to the school, but you're still learning the craft in addition to the business of acting. How did you allocate your time between those two? Like, are you still spending a lot of time working on the craft, or is it mostly? making the right connections, auditioning and and doing things like that. How are you spending your time right now?
2: So you you kind of have to do it all because if you're not working on your craft, you're not improving yourself. Mm-hmm. Um and that's kind of why I I um I wanted to start Quarantine Island, um uh, but we did something before that as well that um kind of spurred, "Hey, I want to do something instead of um instead of waiting for somebody to bring something to me." saying hey are you interested in doing something I said let's create something so a buddy of mine and I I called him up and said hey I want to create something he goes oh let's do it today and I like well <laughs> not today but we ended up doing it the next you know two days right. later but um but it was more um of hey I, let's have actors continue to work on their craft because they can't right now you know so we started doing zoom stuff and so I've been doing that. I've, I attend meetings every week. Uh, it's called the Actors Think Tank, and uh, Rich Hankles um, kind of runs and manages the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And we've got you know, uh, CDs that come on. We've got different uh, industry experts that come on and just kind of talk for a half hour to an hour, um, just explaining the industry and kind of the changes and the things that people need to understand um, about it and it's really, really helpful. Um, there's a ton of online courses out there, which I'm taking as well. Um, but I'm not, so I'm kind of like, you know, 50, 50, you know, I don't even know if I'm 50, 50, but, um, I've taken on a new, you know, I'm learning how to do editing. You know, I've, I learned how to build websites, So I'm doing that now. I've, you know, so because of my tech background, I had to learn a lot trial by error. So I'm kind of doing that and doing that still. And, um, it 's been fun so it 's it's, um, it's definitely a challenge but um, but there 's the nice thing about the courses now is that you can do them from home so you 're not traveling and you 're not spending all that time and, tr- and money and travel, and they 're actually less less expensive because it, they understand that everybody 's gone through the same thing together right
1: so um, let 's talk a little bit more about this with the um, quarantine island this is uh, is it a course that you're offering to people or is it just having conversations? What, what exactly does that look like?
2: It is a an episodic. We decided uh, prior to Quarantine Island, we created a, a program called Zoom for, for Actors, basically. Okay. And it was a spoof, right? It was basically when everybody started using Zoom, we said, hey, let's create a, prog- a program, not a program, just that it was a one-off mm-hmm. of, showing what act the mistakes that people are going to make using zoom and we made all the mistakes and it was it was pretty funny it ended up with been about 15 minutes long, and after that we're like well we can't keep doing that right that doesn't make any sense because that's going to get boring and tiring really fast um so um my buddy rich and i were talking about it and um we came up with quarantine island we we had uh two actresses that joined us and you know i played know husband and dad and and um so we started we just filmed one you know one week we filmed um completely improv we just kind of made up our characters and then each week we just add a little bit more to the story and and then it got a little more um you know we weren't creating we were still all improv but we kind of had because we were trying to keep it to under 10 minutes we had to at least have some scenes that we wanted or what the storylines were going to be for that week because you can start talking and talking and talking and and especially on zoom when you're trying to keep something tight you learn all the mistakes of using zoom for starters when you're recording Um, uh, and then uh, when you're going for too long it creates it's an editing nightmare and uh, because when you have too much footage for an eight minute episode, it's kind of like, all right, we need to narrow it down. So we got much better at doing that as, as we went on. Uh, But it's just a, you know, something that we created for the same reason. We wanted actors to have the opportunity to act and we wanted to bring joy to people uh, through it. And it's, it is comedy. It is pretty funny. Some of the stuff that we do is pretty, it's, you, it's unexpected. stuff's unexpected. I'll put it that
1: way. Is, Is this something we can watch? How can people access that?
2: Oh, absolutely. I have, um, a playlist on my youtube channel um if you just look me up under Mike A. Provenzano on youtube you'll find me
1: or type in uh, we'll we'll link to it from here for sure now was this your first foray into more of the directing and the producing side or had you done some of that previously
2: I did a little I was involved with some production stuff earlier in the year for um uh, but I've got a, a buddy of mine who is a writer a director he's Got all the gear, he's a really good guy. He lives five minutes from my house, which is, you know, kind of unexpected considering I live two hours from New York. Um and um, you know, before the quarantine happened, we had planned, you know, four four movies to or four short and one feature uh together this year. And we got um we got one we got the feature started, but then we had to put that on hold. And we had one and from, i think we got one or two shorts done mm-hmm. and so i was involved with producing a, a, one of them um and so that was my taste into production and, and producing but he does he it, you know i don't take any credit he does he comes up with everything um i helped him with the set and you know kind of helping with uh paying out some of the the actors that we had for, right. for one of them um but, but directing that's not you know that's new you know yeah
1: What I love about your story, though, is acting's new, too. And so as you are learning this craft, you're seeing opportunities. And even amid the pandemic, there's opportunities, right, where you're looking out to see what's available, what are the needs that people have, and you're filling that need. And I think that's a great message for kids because, one, a lot of kids are interested in Hollywood and, and going that route. But I think the bigger story here is that throughout our lives and throughout our careers, we can adjust, we can pivot, we can find where people have needs. And that's certainly what you've done over the last several years, but what you're doing in particular right now. So let's now talk about your film festival. I think this is another really cool thing that you've done uh, during the pandemic. Explain a little bit about why you decided to do it and just kind of some of the logistics of it.
2: Okay. So, um, so the, from a distance film festival, the, the reason we created it was, uh, one of the actresses that was in quarantine island. I said, Hey, I want to do something else while we were doing that. I said, I want to do something else. Do you have any ideas? I said, you want to do something together? And, and it was her idea to come up with a film festival. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. And then I said, All right. Well, let's do it all online. Let's do it free. I'll create the website. I'll learn how to create a website. You know, I did all that. And, um, and, We had two goals in mind, and it was very similar to uh, the creation of Quarantine Island. It was, we wanted to bring joy to people around the world by providing um, things for them to watch online. Um, And we wanted to give filmmakers, their cast and their crew, the opportunity to share the work they did, because all the typical film festivals are shut down. So I said, let's do it online. We can promote it through social media and uh which we did it was free there was no costs involved it's just our time and you know our time we just paid for our time um you know or didn't pay for (laughs) didn't pay ourselves for our time for that right um but it was uh, you know we had a blast we had 62 short films that were involved um which was just incredible for our first ever doing a film festival and um we had, like I said earlier, we had some films that we had to turn away because they were a little bit too long for our our festival. We created some, some guidelines to follow. Uh, we created a polling experience for everybody afterwards. So everyone could still, even if you watched all the films, it wasn't like over, you know, you had another couple weeks of taking your mind off the, the pandemic and the quarantining, even if it were five or 10 minutes at a time. So we had, um, a polling setup. up, we, we had people voting from all around the world, um, and we ended up, I, we even had some f- international films. We had, uh, the winner was from Australia, um, around, not the winner, but the the winner was from, um, oh man, I think he was from Brazil. Uh, but we had films from the UK, we had them from Australia. So we had a lot of, of different locations, which is great about online, you can be anywhere and present and present anywhere. And so that's what we did and then we wrapped it up with a online uh Q and A with the top five favorites. Um and that, you know, that went a lot longer than I expected it to, but it was really, really successful. We just we had a blast with it and the website's still up. So typically when a film festival's over, it's over, right? right. So uh we've only had one film asked if they could pull if we would pull their film down because they were editing it and, and redoing it. So we took one off. We still have sixty one films up there and the the site's still still active.
1: That's cool. Well, I'm excited to link to that as well. This is mm-hmm. going to give our kids a lot to, to look at and think about. I, you know, if I could go back in time and start this pandemic over, I love what's happened with Virtual School Assembly, but mm-hmm. I would have loved to have started a film festival for kids because right now is a great time to be creative and, and to be exploring different things. And so maybe that's something I'll, I'll have to pick your brain about for the future, for doing something like this for uh, a school-age group. But what a cool, cool thing to, to serve people.
2: Well, let me tell you about the other festival we created. Um, I don't know if, you know, we probably started that after you and I first spoke. Uh, It's called the Star Festival. So it's basically self-taping or it's self-tape actors recognition uh, festival. So basically it's a festival of self-taping. So uh, it's open to everyone. So it's, you know, it starts, uh, we're starting with children around seven all the way to however old you are. And um, it's a self tape festival, and this one's a little different. We have seven judges that are casting directors, filmmakers, you know, people that that are are very active in the industry. Um, and um, so they're judging everything, and and people are being judged on um, uh, your delivery or your performance, but you're also being judged on your on your um, your technical. So the camera quality, your lighting, the backdrop, your sound all of that stuff. Um, and we've got awards for all the categories. So we've got genres from, uh, you know, um, commercial, comedic, drama, theatrical, uh, horror, and then children. So they're all individual, individual categories. And, uh, we actually have an award for reader, the best readers. So it's not a monologue. It's definitely a dialogue back and forth, uh, with, an, with a reader that's off screen. But, um, but we are recognizing the readers because the readers play a really important part of self taping. And self taping is becoming so prevalent now, we were like, oh, this is a perfect time to do this. So uh, so we started that um, about three weeks ago and it's gone pretty well so
1: far. Cool. What, what are the deadlines for that? So if we link to that, how, how long do kids have to, to submit something? They have.
2: Yeah, we've got that one running for a while. So that one uh, doesn't end until July 30th. So we okay. we opened that one up and left it go for quite a while. And if we decided, we may even extend it a little bit longer than that. But right now, it's set to July 30th.
1: Okay. Um. Well, perfect. So as we look back over your life and, and kind of the lessons learned, what would be your advice to kids that are thinking, well, just looking to the future, I mean, I, I would normally just ask what are what's your advice for, for Hollywood? But I think here, more appropriate would be, you know what? What's your advice as far as preparing for an uncertain future that's changing, and your interests will change? Um, what do you think um, can help kids out in that regard?
2: Well, the first thing I would say is is um, follow your passion if you can. Um, obviously, you know financial challenges come to play for all of us, um, but go after your dreams because you know if you don't go after your dreams, there's going to be a point in time in your life that you're going to regret not trying something. Um, and it's better to try and fail than it is to regret not trying. Um, we've all heard those those kind of of statements, but um, and don't let others impact your decision. You know, if it's something you want to try, find a way to make it happen. You know, uh, and then always, um, you know, be humble in whatever you do, because, uh, you know, especially in this industry, it's a small world. I mean, I don't care what industry it is. It's a small, it's a small world. And you'd be surprised how many people know someone else who you just met, you know, that you're going to run into in the the industry that you chose. Uh, In the acting world, it works that way all the time. So um you know go full force take chances take risks make mistakes it's okay to make mistakes just learn from them and and keep pushing forward um you know and as i was saying earlier i've i learn all the time and i love uh the fact that there's people out there that are willing to help others move forward in whatever it is that they're doing so you know as i continue to learn i've been blessed over others helping me along the way and i just i love giving it back um you know i i I toy with do i enjoy acting more or helping others um move forward more and it's one of those toss-ups um so i get to do them both because when i go to a set that's exactly what i do i help others understand that um submit you know in the acting world you need to submit for opportunities and when you when you when you you land an agent you still need to submit for opportunities because they're doing 10% of the work. That's why they get 10% of the income. Uh, You need to do the other 90. Um, And that's how it works. So, so, you know, I guess real short uh, don't take no for an answer. I mean, if, if, if you fall down, it's okay, get back up and start over. Um, No one in on this planet ever started off knowing it all started off as a millionaire, billionaire, you know, very successful. No one starts that way. Everyone starts at the same point. Um, but it's how you get and move to to get to where you want to get to. And just stay focused. And, and remember to be nimble, too, because there's times where, and this quarantine time is a perfect example of it, where I could say I had all my eggs in one basket with the acting world. Um, that came to a screeching halt at the end of March. And you need to be able to just think for yourself and say, all right, what, what more can I be doing right now? And that's kind of why we've created all the other little things that we've created along the way. And, you know, just, if there's one thing, have fun while you're doing it, have fun, help others and uh, just go forward.
1: That's awesome. Great advice. And I love seeing the hustle, all these cool things that you've done during the pandemic. It's exciting to see what you're doing now. And I can only imagine what will come in the future. So, Thank you for sharing your journey with us and, and, uh, and for the advice here at the end. I really appreciate it. It's been a pleasure having you on the show today.
2: Thank you very much. It's been a, uh, my pleasure.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today on Virtual School Assembly. If you enjoyed the episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever else you listen to Virtual Assemblies. And leave us a rating and review so we know what you learned and took away from this Virtual Assembly. Videos and show notes are found at virtualschoolassembly.com. And if you're a school leader and you're looking for a speaker for virtual or traditional in-school assemblies, or if you're looking for some teacher training, I'd love to connect with you to see how I can help. You can check out my website at tylerchristiansen.com. Thanks. You are super duper. Let's go out and make the world a better place. Bye-bye.